Hi there, I'm Mike Fagelman, and welcome to episode three of The Honest Report. Today is March 18th, and while Groundhog Day may have been more than a month ago, but just like the 1993 movie where a man relives the same day over and over again, if you've been reading the news in recent weeks, you might think that you've been sucked into the same loop and the day hasn't really ended yet. Here's the storyline you've read again and again. Israel is leading the world when it comes to injecting coronavirus vaccines into the arms of its citizens, with more than 5 million adult Israelis having been inoculated as of mid-March. It's true. Israel's success in this area has made a lot of headlines, but you've probably read and heard about this too. Non-stop, in fact. To quote, Israel is also criminally negligent, refusing to vaccinate the Palestinian population, letting them continue to suffer and contract the virus rather than inoculating this poor, vulnerable population. End quote. Does that sound familiar? I'm sure it does, as it's unfortunately been a common refrain in many corners of the news media in recent weeks. After all, no success on Israel's part seems to come without criticism. Of course, that's not the full story and not even half of it. Firstly, it bears mentioning that, as Honest Reporting Canada has written in recent weeks, Israel bears no legal obligation to vaccinate those living under the Palestinian Authority, and in fact the PA has been quite emphatic about that, and only it has the civil responsibility for its people, it claims. That's why it ordered $13 million worth of coronavirus vaccines and is also scheduled to receive vaccine donations from Russia, from China, and from the United Arab Emirates. It's also expected to receive enough vaccine donations to cover about 20% of its population through a program affiliated with the World Health Organization before the end of this year. But if we know anything about Israel, it's that doing the bare minimum isn't a common character characteristic of that country. In fact, the Jewish state has already begun vaccinating 120,000 Palestinian migrant workers. And while that fact has received only a fraction of the media coverage that Israel's alleged neglect of the Palestinians has, there is a much bigger story that has been barely reported by the news media at all. Israel plans to inoculate, get this, the entire Palestinian population over the age of 16 years old. According to a Jerusalem Post story on March 4th, Israel's health ministry plans to, well, after Israel's full adult population has received the coronavirus vaccine, to administer the same vaccine to the entire adult population living under the Palestinian Authority. Dr. Eyal Leshem, which is who is the uh, the director of the Sheba Medical Center's Travel and Tro Tropical Medicine Department, told to the Jerusalem Post, if we have enough doses, we should certainly assist our closest neighbors. The higher the vaccination rate among them, the better off we are. But of course, no good deed goes unpunished. So critics would point out that Israel deserves little credit for vaccinating the Palestinian population because it was Israel's responsibility and obligation all along to do so, despite the fact that this is emphatically not the case. This entire argument really misses the biggest problem, and that is that while the Palestinian Authority and Hamas have always been happy to paint Israel as the biggest human rights abuser in the region, the question that the Canadian media really ought to be asking is, how do regimes which receive billions of dollars annually in foreign aid manage to 
in the midst of a global health crisis, mind you, suddenly appear to be completely unable to purchase vaccines for their entire population. Spokespeople for Hamas and the Palestinian Authority would love to say that these are cash-strapped regimes because Israel has choked off, siphoned their revenue, but it turns out that that is not quite true. In fact, when it comes to paying terrorists, the Palestinian Authority seems to have no problem dulling out cash, and a lot of it. According to a Times of Israel report from March 4th, an official with the Palestine Liberation Organization, or PLO, affiliated with the Palestinian Authority, told the Israeli news outlet that about 50 million Israeli shekels, or about 19 million Canadian dollars, were spent monthly to pay the salaries of Palestinian security prisoners in Israeli prisons, many of whom were charged with terrorism and convicted with terrorism and that have blood on their hands. That equals out to more than $230 million paid out in 2020 alone. So when the Palestinian leadership plays poor and says that of course it cannot be held responsible for taking care of its people, they are playing the world for fools. They are hoping that the world accepts at face value the spin that the Palestinian leadership has spun for decades, that Israel has a chokehold on the Palestinian people, and that the Palestinian leadership is hopeless to do anything about it. But that is grotesquely false. The Palestinian Authority is not only definitely not incapable of purchasing and, and being able to administer virus vaccines, it's going out of its way to spend money, hundreds of millions of dollars on an annual basis to pay for the salaries of Palestinian security prisoners, including terrorists in Israeli prisons, rather than actually caring for the urgent healthcare needs of its people. The longer one stops and thinks about it, the more infuriating it becomes, particularly for Palestinians themselves. It's not just that the Palestinian Authority has been incompetent or grossly unprepared, though they are. It's that they actively took funds away from their admittedly limited budget and spent it on paying the salaries of individuals who injured and murdered scores of innocent Israelis, perpetuating the conflict and purposely denying a vaccine to their own citizenry. This claim isn't just a, a Zionist propaganda piece published in the Israeli media either. In early March, none other than Qatar-based Al Jazeera reported that a new hashtag was making the waves in the West Bank. It said, hashtag, where is the vaccine? According to Al Jazeera, of the thousands of vaccines received by the Palestinian Authority so far, a significant percentage have been diverted away from those who need it most, such as frontline hospital and other healthcare workers. And for, and for those who were lucky recipients of these va surprise vaccines, According to the report, it was members of the Palestinian national soccer team, members of the PLO executive committee, government ministers, presidential guards, and other VIPs. According to the Palestinian Authority, only 10%, get that again, only 10% of the vaccines were diverted away from frontline workers. But if in, in the absence of any semblance of transparency on the part of the Palestinian Authority, the true numbers may never be known. Funding terrorism robbed the Palestinian people of the money needed to purchase enough vaccines. And of those vaccines received, cronyism took another bite. The problem is, with simply put, it's just stop funding Palestinian terror. Stop the pay for slay. Those who, who follow the news from the Middle East closely 
are likely not surprised by any of these revelations. After all, the Palestinian Authority may have a kinder, gentler public face than its Hamas peers in Gaza, but they are the same regime which continuously spouts anti-Israel and anti-Semitic bile from its official mouthpiece and organs to demonize Israel and to demonize Jews, whether in official schools, textbooks, mosques, or Palestinian Authority official television, Israel and Jews alike are portrayed as foreign usurpers, as terrorists. They're, they loud terrorists, they portray them as martyrs, and needless to say, peace with Israel is a completely foreign concept. But most Canadians don't follow the news from the Middle East especially closely. According to the organization News Media Canada, only about 50 to 60% of Canadians consume newspaper content either in print or online on a daily basis. And that's in general, not specific to the Middle East. So the average Canadian over the last month, even those who don't follow the news especially closely, has been inundated with stories about Israel allegedly neglecting the Palestinian population when it come, comes to administering the vaccine. But virtually no Canadians, none, will have ever heard that the reality is in fact the complete opposite. The Middle East, it's admittedly not a simple place to understand, particularly for the vast majority of Canadians who have no direct contact to the region. And so it's not surprising that sometimes the most simple storylines have the biggest impact. After all, when Israel does the right thing, that's hardly newsworthy. But when Israel is alleged to be acting badly, that's often going to make the front page. As the newspaper adage goes, if it bleeds, it most certainly leads. The biggest victim of the crimes of Hamas and of the crimes of the Palestinian Authority is not Israel. Israel is quickly emerging out of the, the pandemic and may soon be among the first countries to resume to a sense of normalcy. In truth, the biggest victims are none other than the Palestinians themselves, robbed not just of vaccines or of a quick return to normal, but to a future without conflict, a future without hate, and without promise of peaceful coexistence with Israel. Because, well, like it or not, the Jewish state is not going anywhere. And the longer the Palestinian leadership continues to pretend that it is, the longer they are doing an incredible disservice to their own people. And that is The Honest Report. Thank you for listening. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and share our show. Please also go to www.honestreporting.ca to receive breaking news and alerts from Honest Reporting Canada and join our efforts of fighting media bias against Israel. On our next episode on March 25th, we look at the resurgence of anti-Semitism in the entertainment industry and in sports. Till next time.